Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Well, life 
goes behind their concerns and their questions. And we all are, the Bible says we are written epistles. We are books being written. Your life is being recorded. Job says, what can you know of God? Say, I write my secrets in time and season and lost things and people who do not know what I do. Thank you, Job. Good job. All right. Uh, Genesis chapter number 7, verse 1, 6, and 7. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house ark, for thee have I proved righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast, thee shall take to thee by seven, a male and his female, and of the beasts that are not clean by two, a male and his female. I'm sorry, uh, quickly, because I'm just sick of that first one and then second one, but that's okay. And Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters broke upon the earth. How many of you think that was a long time? Noah was 600 when he entered that ark. And then we find that in uh, chapter number 3, verse number 13, says, And it came to pass in the six and first year in the first month the first day of the month what does that sound like? What? Yeah, sounds like me here doesn't it? That the waters were dried up from all the earth and Noah removed the covering of the ark with and behold the face of the ground was dry and then Bible talks about that before that flood came, the Bible says that God closed the doors of the tent. Okay? So God shut the tent of marriage. And Noah had the respect, honor, and privilege to open that door. And I would like to speak to you today on this ask you one more time if you would lift your heart to the Lord. Amen. And Brother Steve, again, thank you for being so kind as to pray. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. Amen. I'm, I'm trying one of the new mics this morning, and I'll find one that works. Keep looking for it. Maybe it's put on. 
All right, here we go. We close the history books on 2021. Done. Done deal. You can't look back and rewrite or add to it if you wanted to. Impossible. We were all a part of it. Say amen. You're here today. If you are here today, you were a part of the history of 2021. And I would guess that years from now, you might be sitting around the campfire or the fireplace telling your grandchildren stories of your past. How many grandparents do that? How many parents do that? You know, I was a kid. And uh, quite possibly, it may include something out of your 2021 Here's a couple of stories that I found that made into the history books of 2021. For one, not particularly in any priority here, but this is pretty cool, I think. Some guy by the name of Richard Branson became the first private citizen to enter space riding in his own spaceship. Hello, Jensen. I mean, think about that for a moment. And uh, if you're my age, thereabouts, you have witnessed the first American. In addition to that, I mean, we're around in 1961. What happened then? The first guy, first American, went into space. I'm, I'm sitting in the first grade, right? The teacher's got the radio on. He's telling us, wow, this is, this is really something, you know. And the uh, guy's name was Alan Shepard. First imagine like to took off on that rocket, right? That's a lot of, you know, a lot of thrust, a lot of power shooting off into space. And then in 1969, Whoa! Some guy landed on the moon. Not really. Right? I mean, that really did happen, did it? There's a flag, you know, the flag's moving. I didn't know that. So, I'm just saying that those are, that's pretty, that is pretty significant. And then the guy takes off into space on his, on his, build his own Alice Ellen rides, I think, right? You buy a ride into space. So, and then a significant event, if you're any kind of a sports fan, Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl playing on a new team. The first time in history any NFL team has won a Super Bowl playing in their home stadium. What are the chances of that happening? But if you're Jack's age, or Tim's age, or Kelly's age, we could go back when there was no Super Bowl. It didn't even start until 1967. 
things that made the history books was we've had a new national holiday coming to this country. Holiday. Juneteenth. What? I mean, I've heard of Christmas and, you know, and so on, but, but this is, correct me if I'm wrong, they actually call it Juneteenth. Is that right? I'm not downplaying at all. I'm just saying the name's a little weird. That's all. And of course, it is a new federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in America. And then we almost, we also witnessed the passing of two very famous men. Colin Powell, one of the great military leaders of our time, first black secretary. Cameron Hanks longer with us. Many of you remember 1974. Wow. Came out and hit that last home run to break Babe Ruth's record. And then Brother Jay is not here either. And we lost a great drummer, Charlie Watts. I'll have to say some more about that. And now it's time to close the door on 2021 and open the door to 2022. Why open the door? Got to know it's going to be exciting. And I think a new year finds most of us making a new year's resolution. Can you put that up there for me just give me a second? This is my Or at least Thinking about making one, right? Here it is. It's what? Now, my granddaughter, Danica, she was talking before church, and she already told me she's five and not going to get a nice book, and she's ready to jump. She's ready to tear us things up already. That's about like her. But resolution, how many of you? How many of you? Go ahead, raise your hand if you're brave enough. How many of you made a New Year's resolution? How many of you thought about making one? Some of you didn't even think about it? Okay. But a resolution simply is a decision or a determination to do something. The mental state or quality of holding on to one's purpose. Here's a new year resolution that we can all make before we start. I read this and I thought it was worth repeating. Here's my New Year's resolution for you. Wishing you a successful 12 months, a joyful 52 weeks, a lovely 365 days, a memorable 8,760 hours, blessings of 525,600 minutes, and the happiest 31,536,000 seconds of 2023. Whoops. You've got to subtract 86,400 seconds because we're 
But I think as Americans, we view New Year's Day mostly as a time of going to food and fun, playing games, seeing how late we can stay up on New Year's Eve. Play, if you play that game, New Year's Eve, stay, see how late you can stay up. I had a, I, I missed a FaceTime call at 3.30 because I didn't get up until 3.40. But I guarantee you, I wasn't, didn't stay awake till 3.40. I made it till 12.30. Eastern time. <laughs> I think that's midnight. But the Bible gives us some stories of some historical events on New Year's Day that are worth looking at and really, really taking into consideration as we begin this new year. They are what one Bible commentator calls divine days. Divine days. And I would offer the idea not merely a divine date on our calendars, but a divine date as a time we make a divine intimate date with God. Hello. How many of you think that that could be a something worthwhile in your life this year? Make a date. Mark it on your calendar. And because I read to you if there was ever a new year worth celebrating, it was Noah. But the Bible also, the Bible brings out a couple of other stories that I just want to bring to your attention to let you know that God looks at new beginnings as something that we need to pay special attention to. He even calls it your beginning walk with him, he terms it in the book of John, the writer says you must be born again. Now, that's pretty strong language, don't you think? To begin your relationship with God. But there are a couple stories here that bring out really how important the Lord looks at our new beginning, and especially when it comes to having the distinct privilege and opportunity to start a brand new year. Listen to this. Exodus 12, 1 and 2. Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, they're getting ready to come out of Egypt. He said, this month shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. God literally was changing their calendar new year to mark something that we know was the most powerful and the most incredible miracle that has ever occurred. That is about two million people walking across on dry ground through the Red Sea. And he said, this is going to be, this is going to be a very, very special time. In fact, I'm going to mark this. I want my people to look at what I am going to do for them 
and allow that to be in your mind, in your heart, as the first day of the first month of the new year. We know it's a Passover, don't we? The blood of the Lamb applied to the doors of their homes that would prove to be the salvation of God's people. Let me ask you a question. Do you think the people who were saved by the blood of the Lamb at a midnight hour would ever forget that day? Not a chance. They would never forget that. And God told them, this is something that you will celebrate How long? I want you to know that I will never forget the date on 4-18-1974 that the blood was applied to the door of my house. Exodus 40 and 17. So the tabernacle was set up, listen carefully, the second year out of bondage. Exodus 40, 17. So the tabernacle was set up on the first day of the first month of the second year. Are you with me? Well, losing there, are you with me? The word tabernacle in the Hebrew means residence or dwelling place. It is also referred to as the tent of the congregation or the tent of meeting. It would be over the tabernacle, listen carefully, on the second new year that they came out of Israel that they erected the meeting place between God and them, the Bible says that it would be over the tabernacle that the glory cloud would dwell inside of all of the people. Happy New Year. And on the eighth day of that New Year, as Aaron and his sons were being inaugurated as priests unto the Lord, that fire came out from the presence of the Lord in that cloud, apparently. Fire issued from out of the glory of the Lord that presented itself initially on New Year's Day of the second year. And the Bible says that the fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the sacrifice on that altar. Now, I don't know about you, but God's got my attention already. Second Chronicles 29, verses 1 through 3. We got a king named Hezekiah. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. Listen carefully. We're told he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, 
just as his father David had done in the first month of the first year of his reign, he opened the doors of the temple of the Lord and began to repair things that needed to be repaired. You do you do you think that this maybe that there is a blueprint coming from the word of God to try to get you and me listen there every day should be a new year to us but in particular don't you just maybe think for maybe that much that God's got a blueprint in his word that is trying to somehow reach out to you and me on the first Sunday of the new year of 2022 and uh, believing that he is coming very soon and saying, church, uh, listen to me, uh, you need to make plans for this first week of the new year because it is vitally important to me. Verse number 17 of that same story says, Now they began the consecration on the first day of the first month, and on the eighth day they had entered the porch of the Lord. That first eight days or first week of the new year is important for you and me to reestablish it and reconnect a divine day with the glorious presence of the almighty God and helping us to understand what is important in my life, what has the priority for the first day of the first month of the new year, and what am I going to do in that first week to make it happen? Did you know that when Noah entered the ark, that the Lord gave him seven days to prepare for the new year? Read it. Or we could say that God gave him seven days to prepare for the storm that was coming. Are you with me? Back to our story of Noah. Genesis 7, 16 tells us, after Noah and his family were safely inside the ark, God shut them in, for God closed the door. There is a reason why that God closes doors in our lives sometimes. There is a divine reason why that this past year possibly God closed the door on some things that you were hoping would open, but they never opened because God closed them. Why? Because he cares more about your the, the safety of your eternal soul than giving you an opportunity that may distract him from something that is about ready to happen. 
7-Eleven. For 600 years, Noah's life was floodwaters came to pass in the 601st year in the first month, the first day of the month. The waters were dried up from off the earth. Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and the face of the ground was dry. It wouldn't be until the second month and the 27th day that God spoke to Noah and told him, okay, Noah, it is time to open the door and it is time for you to look into this new year that you and only that I have reserved for this generation. God spoke to says, Noah, now's the time. Open the door. Open the door. You are not going to see anything that happened last year. You're not going to see what took place on the earth. You're not going to see the destruction of Jerusalem. You're not going to even see the reminder of what took place because of sinful arrogance of humanity. All you're going to see, Noah, is that you are going to see what I have always wanted, and it has been my uh, in my heart's desire to give this to the to men. You're going to see a brand new world that is that is not contaminated. I'm giving you, Noah, the opportunity out of the seven billion families, men on earth. I'm exaggerating and bringing it up to date, if you will. He said, I'm giving you, Brother Woods, I'm giving out of seven billion people, Brother Clemson, I am giving you the opportunity to open that door and to see what I am going to do this coming year because you are going to be a part of it. Open the door. Let everybody out. See, they've been on that boat riding out the worst storm in the of history for the last year. They wrote it out. There had been more than one day when the ride had gotten a bit bumpy. I don't think for a moment it was smooth sailing. Sure, God saved them, but they still had to ride the storm. And I think there was probably a few days where the ride got a little bumpy. I'm sure that they were tossed to and fro by the storm waves that crashing against your life last year. I'm sure, Brother Tim, there were a few days in your life last year where those waves beat against your life and you questioned whether you were going to have the strength to come out of them and be a 
ahead and just put your own name in place of yours with the year 2021. It's been quite a journey this last year. A couple of bumps along the way. Kids got sick a couple of times. Trying to cook inside was a challenge. There were a couple of times I really didn't like the wife's cooking, but ate it anyway. Had to put up with a few smelly skunks, a few crazy laughing hyenas, the roar of a few lions, and a couple of slithering snakes, but here we are. Oh, come on, people. We're just people. We're just ordinary people saved by the grace of God, and we are here today to proclaim to the world that that God is alive, he is well, he's got everything under control, he brought me through the storm of 2021, and I'm looking out the window, and I'm ready to go out that door. Noah, it's time to open the door to 2022. There are some who did not make it through the year. Here's what it was. A lot of them didn't make it through the year. Oh, come on. There are some who did not make it through the year. How many of you know somebody that did not make it through the year of 2022? Come on, raise your hand. God brought you through. God brought you through, Brother Colton. See, death is no respecter of age. It doesn't have racial bias. It has no, not even one ounce of prejudice in it. In fact, the book of Proverbs talks about there are four things that never say it's enough. And death is one of them. But I would like you to take just, just a moment today. And I would like you to take a close look at your family that is here this morning. And I want you, if you would, and I'm going to challenge you here for just a moment. I want you to really make a proclamation here before, before God this morning. If you are here this morning, if your family has been kept safe through 2021, then I want you to stand right here, right now this morning. And I want you to lift your voices to God. And I want you to give him a round of praise and worship. Because of all people, he has brought you through to 2022. And your family is not here today. And it is something to be worshipped about. He is worthy of us. attention for the new year. God had him in focus. His, in, his full attention for the new year was guess what? 
wasn't on the neighbors. It wasn't on the Joneses in their three-car garage at Uniform 4, as the old song said. It's not on the car. No, Noah's attention was strictly on his family. His family was there with him. They had made it through the storm. There was no other focus to go except on his children, his wife, and the daughter-in-law. I don't know about you, but when you're 600 years old, you have made a few relationships, those deep relationships down through the years. In fact, you probably got a few cousins hanging out who didn't make it. You forget that sometimes, right? You, you do understand that Noah probably had some relatives after 600 years. You know, Uncle Bob didn't make it. Did you understand this? God, listen to me, listen to me carefully. Dads, fathers, it is time for you, it is time for fathers to focus on what is important to your life. It is your family's salvation. It is your family's well-being. It is your sons and your daughters and your grandchildren and your wives and your husbands. How is my wife doing? How are my children doing? Those are your love handles. Those are your communication barriers. You understand? There was no, well, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm mad at Pam because he, he fed me turkey. I'm going to go see how Stacy's doing. No, I'm sorry, but it's Pam, Sam, and Jason. No, buddy, I'm telling you, that new year brought a new focus to his life. Something tells me that if there was, you know, conflicts between in the family, well, they were solved probably pretty quickly because, you know, there's only eight people on the earth right now. You want to play football with somebody, it was your two bros. Both Noah and his family had been given a brand new life. Happy New Year. New life starts now, Noah. You understand, as I can't even over-exaggerate this. Right? You can't, you can't over-exaggerate that story. See, in the Jewish community, the New Year is celebrated in September. Beginning of Rosh, beginning of the year is called Rosh Hashanah. Maybe not the right pronunciation. It means beginning of the year. It is often called the Day of Judgment or Day of Remembrance. It begins a 10-day period. Listen carefully. 
Noah had seven days to prepare even before the flood. Okay? It begins a ten-day period of self-examination and repentance leading up to the day of atonement. Maybe we don't get this one right. The day of atonement is after when the blood is applied. The most powerful day, the most powerful. That's why we we are trying to establish the foundation, the communion, soul, and repose, all of you, all of you, all of you, all of you, to participate in that. Because it is the most important service that you could really ever do. And so, if you're in the Jewish community, Happy New Year is not going to Vegas to get drunk. It is like a self-examination. i got to go in Tuesday for an examination. And I'm not thrilled about it. More of the story, I won't share it with you. But just to understand, it was a that the beginning of that new year to them is a period of self-examination. How am I doing? How am I inside? Where am I? How does God look on me? How do you look on me as your leader? How does you understand? It's a period of self-examination. It's just, okay, wow. How am I doing? During this 10-day period, they review their relationship with God, the Supreme Judge. At sunset on New Year's Eve, Jewish families and friends together for prayer and then eat the traditional apples and honey, which symbolize their hope for a sweet new year. Some will eat the head of a fish as a reminder of God's people to be like the head and not the tail, to be leaders, to be leaders, to be leaders and not followers. The reminder of God's promise in Deuteronomy 28, 13, the Lord will make you the head, the leader, and not the tail, the follower, and you will be above only, and you will never be beneath. You will move only upward, never downward. If you faithfully obey all his commands that I'm giving you today, I am not a tail. I am the head. I am not a follower other than Jesus Christ. I am a leader. You are a leader. They also believe and celebrate this day as a day created that God created Adam and the first relationship and the human connection with God's brand new world. Open the door! They will sound the holy shofar or the ram's horn on numerous occasions during the first two days of the new year. As a ram's horn is blown during service, God's people will give a charity offering to those in need 
Oh, come on. When's the last time that you honestly, that you really did something just out of the, the, the graciousness of God's love? Did you do something for your neighbor? Did you do something out of just, not, not just because you, you felt like you were obligated to, Remember, God loves a cheerful giver. He loves a cheerful server. I had my sidewalk and driveway done the other day when it snowed. First time, I don't know. I had them done in time to go to the gym at 6.30. It included doing my sidewalk all the way down to the mailbox so the neighbors could get through. And it included even doing... Uh, my next door neighbor who's 80, whatever, how old Carp is, even doing his sidewalk. I didn't do it. You know, I was a, a knock on my door and say, hey, I'm saying it, the new year brings, it doesn't bring an entitlement to what God, you think God should give you. It brings you an opportunity to remember that you are a servant. If you are going to be great, you are going to serve well. You are going to serve well when nobody even knows that you're doing it. Rosh Hashanah is also referred to as the High Holy Day, the day of shouting and blasting. And days of awe that are entering into a period of time where if you believe in the New Year resolution pertaining to the your walk with God, it's a time that you renew that God is holy God and I am a part of what he is doing and I'm going to shout to him with my praise and it's going to be Ah, it's going to be days of awe and astonishment. Let's make 2022 days of shouting our praise to God. I want to start it today. I don't want to wait till the second Sunday. I don't want to wait till the third day. I want him to know right here and right now that I love him. Musicians, let 2022 be a calendar year of blasting out your musical talent toward heaven's throne. Let's make sure every time we come together, let it be an awesome day. Every time that the church doors are open, let it be when we come together like we are this morning. Let's make it count. Come on. Let's make it an awesome Sunday that whereby the presence of God is here and working among us. And we are expecting. Listen carefully. 
first thing Noah did. And I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in this. First thing he did when he went out the door was he built an altar. Come on, dads. Come on, husbands. Come on, young men. Even though we could speculate on Adam and his sons building altars, Noah's altar is the first one recorded in history. First time you will find an altar being built, recorded. That don't strike your listen carefully. We find no word spoken by God that commanded Noah to build that altar. He was commanded to build the ark. He was commanded. God spoke to him many times to open the door. Nowhere will you find where God commanded him to build an altar. It was a voluntary sacrificial act from a heart of thanksgiving and love because of the mercy of God that God had showed him. wanted to express to God how thankful he was for the opportunity to begin a new year and a new life. You're here this morning and I'm here to tell you that there is new life on the offer. If you are looking for something, some kind of a transformation, if you are tired of living a life where there is no peace and no joy and no love, you have entered and opened the door to a wonderful, awesome opportunity for God to transform your life. Hallelujah, you're wearing an altar tonight. Would it be safe to say this new year, the most powerful thing that we can do as we begin this new year is to build an altar? See, watch what happens when Noah builds his altar and offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving. He carries a sweet fragrance to God. God's not, he's not, God's not overly excited about you and I when we serve him with a, with a, a time clock mentality. He's looking for people that, that, are, that are happy. They want to serve him because they love him and they're thankful. There is a sweet fragrance to God, and God opens, listen carefully, God opens a new chapter in the history of Noah and his family. Chapter number nine, verse number eight. And God blessed Noah and his family. You want a new chapter? You want a new chapter in your life? 
you will find it, I guarantee you. You will find it when you come to the revelation scripture of God and you begin to build an altar. It will transform your life and you will be a recipient. You will open the door for God's blessings to flow into your life. Preacher, are you sure? Almost as sweet as Jack. You can look at my life and you can tell me that I'm not a blessed man. And good luck with that. You'd have to read my story. As you stand with us, you want to see God bless your sons and your daughters? God blessed. The Bible says God blessed Noah and his sons. You want, you want God to bless your children? You want God to bless your kids? Raise your altar. I'm a believer that our altars have a closer relationship to God's blessing. Listen carefully. Closing, I want I want to give you an opportunity to come down this morning. I, I, I would nothing I would love more than for this entire assembly to come down here and, and say, "Well, hey, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna build my altar at the beginning of this year, and I want you to know that it will always be." Revelation 3.20, Jesus is knocking on the door. You all know the story? You know the story? What does it say? What are the words? What is it? Alicia, if you could put that up for me, please. It's Revelation 3.20, Jesus is knocking on the door. And he says, if any man opens, talking about your family. Now I'm not talking about an individual. Right? Jesus knocking. Only you know. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, open the door. I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. But here's, here's the wow, here, here's the power behind that. Did you know who he's writing to? Guess who he's writing to? He's writing to the church of Laodicea. Hello? He's writing to the church of Laodicea who thinks that they're doing well because they're rich and they're increased with goods, the Bible says. But he says, wait a minute. He says, I got a problem. You need to answer this door. Because he's seen them in great mourning. I'm sure I'm preaching to myself this morning. It's got me. Ooh. What's God knocking on your door about as an individual? What are you a little bit lukewarm in? Is it your prayer? Is it your study of the word of God? Is it, 
your relationship what is it? Come on, come on. I know it's it's twelve o'clock and, and, and y'all are some of y'all are gonna be acting You know what? Pastor that stage a long time ago because I want this that you get it. Let's start knocking on your door about here a little bit, lukewarm and wants us 
shaking my hands and saying, Lord, I've been praying about this for so long. I cannot believe it. Mom. Him just to offer, offer a prayer of thanks for what he has done for you in 2021. And then begin to praise him for what he's going to do in 2022. Because we have opened the door. We have opened the door here, folks. I'm a believer. I believe that this message is that God is making I believe that 2022 is going to be an astonishing year. Will there be storms, Brother Ollie? Yes, sir, there will be. I believe that the blood has covered me on the inside. I, by the grace of God, I will not fear what Thanks to the Lord, our God and King, His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever for the life that's been reborn. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. Forever God is faithful, forever God is strong. Wrong. Forever God is with us forever. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Forever God is with us forever. His love endures forever. 
His love endures forever. His love endures forever. From the rising to the setting sun, His love endures forever. By the grace of God, we will carry on. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. Forever God is faithful, forever God is strong. God is with us forever. Oh yes, God, forever you are faithful. Forever you are strong. Forever God, you're with me, Lord, forever. His love endures forever. His love Oh yes, God.
Thank you. 